This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hey guys, welcome back to the Corridor Cast. I am ready to talk about AI world governments. I don't know about you, Jake's but I... put an army helmet on for those of you who are audio only. I brought my battle helmet and... You should line it with tinfoil so they can't get into your brain. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... I actually, I have... Yeah, it's invisible tinfoil. That oh, wow. way they That's don't know. Kind. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So um, I think we should just start this off kind of picking up where we left off last time. We were talking was, about machine learning. Yeah, we were having a nice conversation about machine learning. <clears throat> oh, let me start my watch. Okay. Right. We were having a nice conversation about machine learning. Nico was going through the basics of kind of how it works and what makes it different from regular computational power and its ability to sort of learn things on its own and come to conclusions on its own. Yeah, it just eliminates the need for you as a programmer to have to figure out how do you get a computer to recognize a face? Rather than having to go and like plug in all the if-thens and addition and subtraction and algebra, you kind of just, the computer will figure it out. You just say, look, at the end of the day, this is what I want, and this is what I'm giving you. So try, try, try again a million times over and over until you can figure it out. The skate Santa of AI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, what a reference. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, you literally quoted him. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, and so where so we that, really yes. left off yeah. so, <laughs> go ahead, was, was we were talking about AI, and I just blurted out there how cool it could be to have an AI government. Where... I believe I didn't blurt it out. I don't want any communistic computer overlords. <laughs> you said that. Yes. And then what did you say? And then I basically reiterated that. Okay. Well, I don't want a communistic computer overlord necessarily, <laughs> but what I do want is I want a society that is able to actually look at the data that it generates and make like rational decisions based off of it. And I feel like we currently don't really live in that that so, world where we but we should mm-hmm, so let's yeah. let's go that's exactly what i wanted to talk about and let's talk about not only that but also honest have an honest conversation about the benefits and the the burdens of that yeah and once again i'm not it's not like i just i'm not going into this with like evidence to necessarily even support that statement but i i see issues that it could solve 
Right. And that's why I feel like there's um, an optimistic like a viewpoint to take on it. Issue one, if you create an AI government, do you, con- do you complete the final step in bringing on a worldwide com- computerized organism online and now the Earth is one singular thinking entity? Well, it depends on... A sentient planet, if you will? Well, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, it depends if the same government, if governments share the same like machine learning algorithms to dictate choice, I th- like the I, decisions. I think, I think it might be a little important to kind of clarify what kind of AI we're kind of talking about. Like the yeah. kind of AI that can run a government is the kind of AI that can run a world. It's like if there's not, I mean, there, there's tons of like perhaps smaller versions of AI, but they all have to be kind of assisted. But once you get to the level of like super intelligence, it's like, you know, Elon Musk is famous for saying it's like opening a genie out of the bottle, you know. It, it, who knows you what you'll get? get three wishes <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you can't wish for more wishes yeah it might if we get to the point where there is like a super intelligence it might be one of those situations where we don't have a choice you know it's like they it suddenly has control over everything everything's digital it can hack anything and everything all at once and so now it just owns us that's a possibility i'm not saying i want that i'm not saying that's likely uh i'm just saying that well, assuming With that, that level of power, assuming that we don't lose control for better or for worse. Okay. Assuming that it's fostered mm-hmm. and it's sort of introduced. So one of the bigger things that I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things wrong with our government, uh, especially right now. But one in general, one of the downsides to government is the bureaucratic speed is right. incredibly slow. You mm-hmm. know, they have to, like, go back, have meetings and referendums and all this stuff and then like eventually stuff gets passed and eventually it goes into law and all this stuff whereas like if you can have uh, some sort of informed intelligent decision making that can happen that fast and be implemented just as fast you could have a lot of like good change in a really rapid amount of time and i think that bureaucratic speed is you know i guess it can act as a safeguard at times for making like rash decisions and sometimes that speed that it works at does work for certain problems that it's trying to tackle. But at the same time, there's many other problems that we look at, like um, the whole coronavirus in China. There was apparently someone was running a machine learning algorithm that was tracking a lot of like uh, public transit and flight data. And it detected the when the virus actually started hmm. because it was able to see from like how uh, just people's movement in and out of the city like shifted and it was like basically flagged it um and things like that where it's like that would be a really useful tool and it's not and i guess it's i guess it's the difference between having it as like the tool that people can use versus like something that people like rely on to make the decision to to act when you when you bring it up like that i think the reality of this of an ai government you know it's usually things are much much less interesting and entertaining than they are in fiction you know, if you look at a lot of businesses, because corporations are kind of just mini governments in a way, um, with the shareholders voting and they have their elected representatives and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, corporations serving its own interests and that of its shareholders. So, you know, a lot of businesses are basically algorithm run at this point. You can punch in the numbers like, okay, we have this shipment coming at this time and has this many boxes and it's worth this much. Okay, so I can pay my drivers this much. Fuel needs to cost this much. And a lot of things are just algorithm and it's just people executing the algorithm. Now, whether the algorithm is an explicit computerized algorithm or just the years and years of experience and spreadsheets that people have done to just know that, like, oh, I need about this many bricks to build that house. Like, you know, I'm using algorithm as a big blanket term here, but a lot of businesses are kind of run where, you know, there's a, there's a flow, a formula to things. And that's where, you know, AI is already being used to optimize that and to improve that. 
And I think in reality, if you look at an AI run government, it's just that now applied to the government. Um, and it, like you said, it, it eliminates a lot of the inefficiencies that you get with, you know, the government's effectively in terms of organization, you know, 20, 30 years behind, you know, modern economic, you know, business, you know, institutions in terms of how it's organized and how things are processed. And that's just kind of how it has to move because it's, it has to serve so many interests that aren't profit bearing interests. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting thing you brought up about the efficiency and and getting rid of it because there's there's two sides to that and the human side of bureaucratic inefficiency is sometimes considered a net positive in the sense that well you don't want the government reacting and creating reactionary laws to every little thing that comes along but that's a emotional human side of of government and so having a bureaucracy to protect against that to sort of allow people to go through ebbs and flows of of decision making before real concrete decisions are made can have its benefits for humans but when you're talking about the functional inefficiency of government which there certainly is an offensive amount of um having it solve that from just everything from shipping to like the way that it's um you get like district layouts instead of gerrymandering yeah yeah well yeah that would be that would be one thing though there's arguments for and against gerrymandering that's true Um, you don't ever hear the arguments for it (laughs) yeah well but everybody likes it both parties like it that's the thing no one's complaining about gerrymandering um that's that's but then also the way that like the government um distributes funds and the way that it invests funds and the way that it deals with the resources of like on the day to day you know there could be huge leaps and bounds of efficiency improvements would i have a what if okay would it make any of you uncomfortable if siri asked you questions no. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> part of me, because part of it wouldn't make me uncomfortable because I feel like I'm just coming to terms with the inevitable. <laughs> it's because it's like, you know, Ren, what was that song you were just listening to? Ren, if you were faced with this wait. paradoxical situation, how would you react? And what if Siri did that <laughs> for millions of people and eventually built up a consciousness of uh, yeah. a finger on the pulse of the public, if you will, a yeah. zeitgeist? I mean, Having like smart assistants like Siri or Alexa uh, has already like improved my life. Uh, be able to, to be able to like automate uh, tasks in my life to make them simpler mm-hmm. and quicker and more convenient for myself. The downside is that you have an inherent loss of privacy. You know, uh, Amazon, Apple, uh, whoever, you know, they're capturing that data. They're using it. However, it's their data now. Um, and in the future, I, I feel like it's we're inevitably heading towards the personal assistance AI where everyone just has like a fully uh, like realized assistant to help you out on day-to-day life that you can have a conversation with kind of like the movie her, mm-hmm. you know um, I, I don't know how far away we are from something like that, but like, can you imagine making people pay a digital subscription to have a pet, an AI pet? Oh man. And you have to pay $5 a month to keep it alive. Oh gosh. Oh, you know that's <laughs> coming. Like, like, let's say if every single person can somehow, uh, or rather, with something like that, every person can now be way more productive. Mm-hmm. And if that can trickle through something like a government agency, 
uh, who knows what kind of benefits we could have from that. Well, let me pose another hypothetical then to you because what you're kind of saying there about the digital assistant. So basically that assistant is, you know, you have the government assistant, which is basically running the government. And it's learning through the operation of, you know, what's happening, what it needs to do. But let's say there's a criminal case, right? There's been a murder. None of you guys know about it, right? It's just it's a murder that happened off somewhere. And, you know, you feed the, the circumstances into the computer. The computer starts going, okay, here's some what ifs. And then just on your daily life, you know, when you're having your conversation with your AI assistant, it goes, hey, just a what if for you. If somebody were, you know, were to leave at 6 p.m. and this thing would happen at 6.30 p.m. and they came back at 7 p.m. and they said this, would that seem normal or would that seem weird? And you go, hmm, it'd be a little weird. And it goes, okay. And little do you know it's having that conversation with, with like a million, a million other people, people engaging what's, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And you oh, basically yeah. secretly weighing the evidence of, say, for example, a criminal case. And then it comes to the conclusion by having had a bunch of what if conversations with a million people at the same time. Yeah. Goes, okay. Guilty or oh. not guilty. <laughs> would you be okay with that? How would you feel about that? Is that the way to go? Because arguably we, it's more. We need to avoid that. Isn't it arguably more accurate than a jury? I of your feel peers? like that would be on, way more. Accurate. Are you making a case that if you can kill someone and get away with it, it's legal? No, no, what? no. I'm making. I'm, I'm asking if. Uh, I mean, this is kind of like AI driving, AI courtroom, right? AI judge. Sure. AI well, judge. It's just it's just extra data for the you know the defense or the offense or not the offense. No, the, the computer itself would be doing all of that. So like basically. completely replacing. The court the, process. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, basically, I, you give it the evidence, and the computer goes, "Okay." I, I, I feel like everyone's going to want to have to maintain a human presence throughout pretty much every facet. I, I, of operation. I see where you're going with this, and I do. Th- there is certainly that that element where the more you implement it, the more you kind of give people like a waiver for critical thinking, mm-hmm. in the sense that like you do have like you could theoretically make an AI that does what you're talking about today, right now. And have it probably be pretty accurate. Um, but then the question is, is that when you start relying on it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the court comes. No one's done the research. They're like, what does the AI say? It's like, it's like 70 percent sure. It's like, all right. Eh, guilty. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, you, like, you would leave no, it to the like people with, to determine the, the verdict. Well, I mean, says, well, yeah, well, but still, though, it's like uh, it can, uh, when you have so much assistance, it can, you know, make the process lazy. I suppose. And though, undependable. That's true. But I suppose even though Tesla's on a per mile basis have a safer driving record than human beings, mm-hmm. when the AI is engaged, they still put steering wheels in them. Well, I mean, well, that's because there's no law to allow them to not that's be there true. yet. So, but I guess the point, that's kind of the point I'm making. Is and like, they're not like there from a technical standpoint yet either, but... Because uh, the alternative is just 12 people. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not like the alternative is like, oh, an even better system necessarily like... You know, right now, 12 people is better than any other system that's out there. So here's here's the thing. I don't think we can have computers deprive human beings of life, liberty, and property, though. That's that's like a fundamental human right that you that another human needs to judge you on. Not 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 a a computer. But you can use that as assistance, like for research, you know, like, you know, the, the attorney comes in. They've done all their research. What if like one of their assets was they had this AI ask a million people this thing and then they could present that to the court as part of their case? I agree that that could be useful much in the same way that a lie detector can be useful. It's it's an amalgamation of data. Mm-hmm. But again, it's you're 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 undermining a fundamental thing within western justice which is guilty until or guilty Guilty until proven innocent until proven guilty. (laughs) Yeah. And that is a fundamental right that goes deeper than technology. That goes deeper than 
it goes to the core of your of your humanity. I, I have a feeling like people are going to fight tooth and nail for that right for the foreseeable <clears throat> future. Like the moment an AI is making decisions for the outcome of a person's career or life or whatever, that's yeah. when you start having trouble. Right. Because, well, just to think about it like this, like there's there's certain like there's certain inalienable rights that are that are laid out in the constitution but also that exist not because of the constitution or because of anywhere that they're written down but simply by being a living organism in the universe you possess a physical space you can direct and command a physical space you can have thoughts and foresee things and then like convince other people or talk to other people about these thoughts and collectively work together. Like human beings are of themselves a force of nature. I mean, we created AI, right? We are nature. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, you can't lose those things regardless of how much, and this is me speaking personally now. I don't, I don't think we can, we won't survive as a species in, in accomplishing anything if we lose some of these things like that are so fundamental to just being a being a living organism like it, it has to do with your happiness it has to do with your your yeah. value and and if you if you let an ai sort of like get in the way of that because most of the time it's right you lose there's a disconnect now and, and you start to lose this the essence of our humanity starts to become further and further pulled apart i think and it's important to remember that that's like as, as efficient and as purposeful as, as it could be. Like we can't let it get in between those things. Here's a concern of mine. Uh, so in theory, one of the great things about an AI is that it's objective, right? It's going to make objective decisions without any sort of external forces applied upon it. Uh, the problem with that is that that is definitely not the case. Any AI is a direct extension of whoever created that AI. Right. And so, you know, democracy, for example, is something that represents the idea of the people. And a lot of, you know, in today's politics, that's not the case. You know, you have special interests involved, uh, corruption, etc. Uh, and so, you know, no one feels like their politicians represent them. Um, and that perhaps that's been the case for a long time. It just feels extra the case these days. Uh, so my gut yeah, reaction is like, bring Twitter an AI profile, and then dude. it'll actually represent everyone. <laughs> it will be able to have that conversation with every person in America or whatever country and, you know, make the correct choice. But again, that AI was programmed by someone. It was probably programmed by Facebook. It was probably programmed <laughs> by Google, right. whatever, whoever created the super intelligent AI, uh, is going to have its own coded special interest. And so it's, that, that's a concern of mine. Is, Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and you can't also here's the thing, like the, the 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 inherent weird thing that we need to ask here, but it is it needs to be asked in your analysis there of like, well, if you had an AI that was super intelligent, that was perfectly unbiased, and it was able to talk to everyone in America and perfectly align representation and resources and all these other things. That assumes that everybody from every leader of every section of society to every drug addict and drunkard and thief has the exact same 
resource and access to those rights, mm-hmm. no matter what. And is that, so there's two questions. Is that a society that we should want to live in? And what does that mean for earning things in life? Do you lose something from that? Do you, I, I'm you, confused. What, 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 can so you like, explain that again? Yeah, yeah. So like you think, of, you think of, in the analysis, it's like all humans are the same. So let's take all their information and we'll, we'll, we'll combine all their information and we'll, we'll tally it up. And we'll, we'll perfectly, according to our unbiased distribution of resources, we will perfectly distribute justice and, 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 and uh, resources and representation equally amongst every single human being. We in don't this, have to go in into it system. with that, that you know, preset. Well, I'm, I'm, but, I'm, I'm still confused. Like, so, like but that's, is that, isn't, wouldn't that be the point? Is to that, yeah, that would be the point. That exactly, yeah. create a society so what I'm saying is, is that, that, it, that, that recognizes all the problems in different types of people and understands how to try and make that better. Well, yes, obviously you'd want it to do that, but that would inha- in in order. What do you mean by making it better, right? But because would make. Well, I mean, it- well, let's, we could boil it down to specific, like questions or specific tasks, so uh-huh. to speak. So, like the whole like gerrymandering thing. Yeah. All right. So basically, you want districts to, um, I guess what what is the goal of creating a, a voting district? Well, it's technically to have a, um an even distribution of different types of people in a certain area, right? Well, because yeah, gerrymandering circumvents that, that allows for a more in, homogenous in a voting demographic so that more people from certain parties get elected. Exactly. And it skews votes in a artificial way because of, of that. So taking that as an example, let's say you use an AI to basically look at district lines and go, all right, the goal is to more evenly represent types of people in here. So it's not, overrepresenting people per square mile or whatever, you know, like whatever density you're looking for. Yeah. And so let's say it comes with an outcome and you, are you saying that outcome is unfair? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm saying it could be because think about it this way. If you take, take the gerrymandering example, you have a voting district that's all over the place because this is the demographic where, uh, you know, um, most of the, we'll just take us, for example, most of the white males of the age of mid thirties live, right? So it's like, you want these people, okay. And this party wants these people to vote. So they, they select them and they're like, great. Now this group of people has this representation, right? But if you took it and you broke it down into actual like geographical squares, for example, or you broke it down to per capita. So there's exactly 100,000 people in each district, in each voting district Mm -hmm. that could necessarily would just de it would just create a situation in which everything is just done by majority or like equal distribution, no matter what. And what I'm saying is that isn't necessarily good for society. Just equal distribution and and like perfect, everyone gets the same. Like that's not necessarily a direction that we want to go in. I think with AI. Well, you know, and people would necessarily program an AI to act that way. Right, but I'm I just mean, I'm posing yeah, the hypothetical. I, I'm I mean, posing a possible going, burden. Going that down could, this topic a little more, like you, there's certainly like a version of this where if it's poorly programmed you'll get like a district 
that looks even crazier than something that a human drew because it's trying so hard to create like an even distribution. And now suddenly the district looks like bonkers because it's adding a couple patches of extra people who really shouldn't be in the mix it's for like the that, sake of that generative design concept. It's just like we designed a, a square and the AI designed this fractal. <laughs> it looks like a fractal or something like that. And then it's suddenly like, well, now it's an even distribution. But from a community standpoint, a lot of these people don't share the same community. So it's we're basically nullifying votes. Right. No, I, I know. But that's like worst case scenario. And I feel like no one is looking for that. But when you take like what is a city or like an actual like the the city limits, so to speak, and you you work towards trying to find a more balanced distribution that doesn't um it's i mean basically you're comparing the shape from a school like a an area a surface area standpoint uh-huh. to its distribution and you're going all right um we're looking for like uh, uh like geographical like surface area anomalies that are creating an uneven distribution here and you're trying to cut those off yeah i guess and, the question is the, the alt- underlying that though is the the ai or whoever programs it or us as a culture need to determine what unequal distribution means in that sense and we need to determine it in a lot more senses because this is something that eventually computer machine learning will be able to somehow um influence and so under the example of gerrymandering like that is that is the underlying thing is like it sounds like you're still a fan of having a little bit of chaos and mischief in a system. Well, you do need a little bit. Mm-hmm. You do. You don't want like an a little enti- bit of entropy. Yeah, because it, because otherwise everything just becomes crystallized, and then everything is there's no there's no mutation of so any kind. What you're saying is an optimal life is in fact to live a slightly suboptimal life. We need to not be fully optimized in order to be. Well, because you need a, you need an inherent amount of 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 natural mutation across all levels of society, in in order to continue to reform into the next best possible iteration of ourselves. Yeah, it's like you don't want to watch a movie full of circus performers perfectly flipping for an hour and a half, never messing up. You want a couple. You want some of them to have flaws. <laughs> You, know? you don't watch NASCAR because they <laughs> they never crash. You know, but that's like storytelling. Yeah, you want a character to have, to have its flaws so that way there's a yeah a goal of something to overcome and a little bit of chaos to here's to a, create mistakes that people can understand and grow from. Sure. Here, here's a uh, here's a so we'll an make an idea. AI that fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, where are things going? Like, where's, where's life too good? Yeah, yeah. We'll and then they'll, they'll just like, chaos. make, they'll just do like, we'll just, we're just gonna like, say that you should drive on the left side of the road now. Yeah. Okay. For one minute, once a day. For one minute, it's illegal to drive on the right side of the road. Yeah, I invents the purge. All right, sorry. But yeah, but like, say going back to uh, ways that if, if like, it changes agency... your garbage day randomly. <laughs> <laughs> that's chaos. Oh, Tuesday. That's awful. <laughs> but, but like you don't need an ai to do that like some schmuck with the control to do that can just be like eh, it's but, tuesday now well i mean you need you need that if you are in your too perfect of a world that jake fears <laughs> well, too I, perfect. I i, I kind of like disagree with that a little bit i, I'm, I feel I'm like i'm kind of we're going no not you i'm saying with jake i feel like yeah, we're tell me, we're never going to get to perfection but i think the sh- the striving to get there is worth something i don't know i don't know where i was going with that idea what i was trying to say is what if we tried to 
AI, right? It, it can do things very efficiently on a mass scale. Yeah. Assuming we get to like a much more powerful AI than machine learning is right now. Yeah. Um, what if it replaced the entire IRS? Because, you know, you have all these corporations paying so zero dollars when they owe billions of dollars in taxes. Get them, Bernie. Um, <laughs> and, and, and like, you know, the IRS is run by people and they're they constantly every year have to review every single person's taxes to make sure that they, they're paying their fair due. An AI can analyze everything and instantly know whether or not the person's cheating and maybe like suggest the correct amount immediately as in real time as the person's making money. In, All, I, I know there's a lot of things like that would have is, to. How is that different than what TurboTax is right now? Well, because that's that's still being user submitted, you know, like I'm talking about like an, an intelligence that actually goes through and is like, OK, this person needs to pay this much to the government without that person but it's not necessarily user submitted because it's part of your job. Like you get a W two, and so you're like the government already knows how much you make and how much you owe. So I'm not talking way. about so like why on don't they just send us the bill? Stop letting us start wasting our time. I've got no. I'm I, saying I'm saying like okay, I think everyone agrees that there needs to be some sort of tax reform, right? Like right. you know you have billions of dollars from the ultra rich that are that should be going into taxes that are not. They're going elsewhere. Or, or nowhere at all. Um, well, yeah. So that they, is that is a that is a place where AI could potentially help everyone by correcting that. Yeah, but you, I mean, what you have to be doing first and foremost, though, is actually passing a law on where the taxes are coming from. Because you know, we don't. I don't want to get too deep into taxes right now. But you know, for example, the reason why corporations don't pay taxes is because the taxes are paid on the individual level for the people who profit from the corporation. So the the money still gets taxed. Doesn't get doesn't get taxed by the business. It gets taxed when it's actually ending up in somebody's pocket that they didn't get to use personally. Um, so you'd have to pass an actual law that says like, okay, we're still going to set aside this much money now for taxes from whatever operation or you know at whatever process. And like that's not necessarily an AI driven thing though. Maybe what could be AI driven per per se is what if it fluctuated every year? What if the AI was constantly analyzing? Okay, I need this much resources to do these many tasks. Okay, this is the tax right now. Oh, the change next week. We're starting a war. Month. Tax is going up, boys. <laughs> I mean, that happens anyway. Hey, well, let's think about this. Let's think about this for a second because it's an interesting thing about tax. And I think that that is some, there is some, there is some utility there that could certainly be you put implemented. But in all of these conversations, we keep, that the weird thing that we keep going to, and I think this is why this is such a, a topic that like people are talking about right now is because it cuts through the core of like some of the other noise that's going on into the world. And it gets to these really fundamental issues. Like in the tax example, you're, you don't fundamentally owe anything to the government. That That's like the fundamental philo underlying philosophy that we have constructed in the United States and in other Western cultures, you, you, as a human, as a human being, the government doesn't have its power, but for you giving it to it. The government is your client. Exactly. And so there, that's the idea. That's the underlying philosophy of the purpose of government. The purpose of government is to get in the way of human beings from doing certain things. It is inherently intended to be inefficient for the benefit of others hmm. but in that inefficiency it, that's what i'm saying so when you talk about the tax thing it's like you're, you're now not just talking about like a way to make the tax system more efficient 
it's also it also cuts to the core of like, well, is it self-evident that so-and-so or such-and-such should be paying more or should be paying less? And it and it cuts, and that's what I'm saying is it's like, and we saw that in the like, in the utility side of the conversation, we're seeing it in the tax side of the conversation. It's, I think what you're really seeing is, you know, in, in general, you know, the government is set up, the American government is set up in a way to approach decisions in a way they're trying to be as fair to all the parties involved as possible. Sure. You know, versus other forms of government where, you know, I say it's this and that's because I say so, you know, dictatorship. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously there's a whole range of things in between, you know, on all ends of the spectrum. Well, let's take a step back here. We're so far, we're kind of like, the ideas that we've been talking about are ways to basically implement versions of AI into our current working government. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the basis of what we came in here to talk about was like, what if our government was AI? Like, yeah, well, it, it, requi- it requires us to literally rethink how government is run. Well, that's what I'm kind of getting to. So, like, you know, generally, generally speaking, the purpose of government, at least how it's been structured, is to come to decisions of how things should be run, where resources should go for the common good in ways that businesses can't take care of. And I'm just speaking to the American, the current modern American system. And obviously there's a million other nuances to this and how I'm just, I'm just throwing out here. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, we had a hurricane hit Florida and it's, you know, going to cost this much money to fix it. Well, we're going to skim a little bit off of everybody, you know, 10 cents per person in the United States and boom, Florida's fixed. You know, it's also not that simple. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) But those decisions need to happen. And, you know, right now there's a process with a committee and it goes, you know, through probably some form of Congress and then emergency funds, you know, the executive branch steps in. And if something goes wrong, the judicial branch kind of sorts it out. And you have like your different avenues to deal with your issues with it. Um, And I think the idea with AI is that you eliminate a lot of that. You eliminate a lot of these steps because the idea is that the computer is going to make the best decision for everybody. And I think the reality is that if the AI is programmed well, it does. But for the people that then get shafted in this equation, they no longer have an easy out. They no longer have an option. There's never that. There's no longer that shot in the dark that maybe your lawyer just happens to be really good, and just maybe the judge is having a good day, and he looks upon you and smiles and says, "You know what? I'll let you." Second chance, kid. Second chance, kid. Right. And and also, there's the alternates that happen too, and you have. Great examples of all the shitty things, right? That come all the out of human that. corruption and the awfulness that comes with that. Yeah. So, do you want to give up your, your shot in the dark? You know, for well, for maximum efficiency. Perhaps we don't have. Perhaps it doesn't have to be that. That's what I'm proposing. Because, like, we we can go straight to like, well, what if the AI government? Right. That's a whole different sci-fi conversation. But 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 what I think there's there's actual real places where you could you could implement intelligence and have it make improvements without getting in the way of like these, these fundamental human rights. Like, what do you think? Well, like the, uh, the post office, um, <laughs> the, uh, maybe, uh, natural disaster relief, uh, certainly the distribution of energy and the, and then the amount of money cost and sold and purchased on that energy. I think AI is already playing a role in the distribution of um, energy. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know enough about that side of investment. But, um, I mean, those are just like three off the top of my head that I think could probably be significantly improved, perhaps tax, at least in just checking the balance sheet every year. Well, I think all of those areas are going to be influenced by AI to some degree or another with an increasing amount over time. So it's like, what time period are we kind of expecting here? Not necessarily like 20 years or 40 years from here, but like the eventuality. Well, it's uh, a, it, yeah. So you guys know, uh, forget the phrase. 
It's our responsibility. The, the, the convergence points. Singularity. The singularity, yes. It's our responsibility, though, to roll it out so that we don't overstep or fuck something up. Well, okay. And, and again, it's like we might. There's a very real possibility we won't have that option because it's like when you get down to it, there's going to be probably just like a handful of corporations, probably three, who all have similar levels of super intelligence AI. And it's going to be a race to see who can actually hit the singularity. And the whole point of the singularity is once you hit it, it's like that's you don't know game over. Beyond, yeah, it's, it's it's like you've created essentially a, like a, a form of God. Not actually, you know what I mean. But like, well, no, the singularity is technically it's where you can't predict what's going to happen. Exactly. So it's like, uh, you know, but in theory, that it's it's so powerful that nothing else compares. I mean, so if you have three, is this, is this actually just before we get too deep into this conversation? Help help me okay. understand. Okay. Is this theoretically something that's constantly in the distance? Because aren't we at a point where AI are making decisions that we don't un- know the outcome of yet? But they're 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 very simple decisions. Still, they're very like simple in scope. But but, wh- but isn't wouldn't that just continue to scale up? We haven't crossed the threshold where, like, I can predict what next year will be like. I can predict what the next ten years will be like. I mean, you know, obviously, I'll be wrong about some things, but like, relatively safely speaking, I can predict what things will look like even in twenty years from now. But the idea is that when you cross its singularity, you don't know what the next year is going to look but like. But that, like, that seems like a that seems like a constant carrot in it. Where it it's is like, a little bit. Where it's like, well, it's, it, it's it, a constant carrot until it happens, and then it happens. And there is a bit of a that's a like the big out earthquake act. though in California. No, it's, no it's that, like that could be any time in the next thousand years. Whereas like or the singularity, the next uh, it, it could be anywhere between twenty thirty and twenty fifty. Like if you were to plot out, like Ray Kurzweil. He uh, has pretty accurately predicted several of the things that have happened over the last 30 years, like to a pretty accurate degree. And he could plot that out uh, into the future. So that's what and I'm saying. Is there a difference? Is, is it an actual thing or is it something that may not ever happen? Well, I would actually argue there's already been like a bunch of singularities. Okay, you so mentioned the atomic what, bomb yeah, was a singularity, talking about. right? You can't predict literally the moment the bomb goes off. You're like, I don't know what next year is going to be like. Like the world could be gone. You know, it's like. That's a singularity. The the internet becoming popular is a singularity. Like, you look at how people predicted the world would function before the internet became a thing, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, and you look at how people predict the world would function in late 90s, they're very different pictures of the world. So arguably, any one of these, like, life-changing, world-changing technologies is a singularity because it disrupts what you can predict. All the companies that are big right now are not companies that you pr- would have predicted would have been big in 1995. Sure. Also, to think about, like, what exactly uh, an AI intelligence can be it's like think about our own brains right i don't know how many billions or trillions of neurons we have firing in our brain but it's a binary system Mm -hmm. you can replicate that with software and hardware Mm -hmm. and we're nowhere remotely close to that right now but yet the rate of progress you can plot it out to however many years in the future we will probably hit that uh, assuming that we maintain that level of progress we did uh, uh, pass the point where the number of connected devices on the planet are equal to the number of neurons in a human brain oh snap whoa (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, like, think about it in that way. At that point, you now have a computer program that is a one-to-one direct clone comparison of the human brain and how it functions. So at that point, it's like, okay, in theory, you can train this AI, and it will think the exact same way a human can because it has all the same sort this of brain premise of Sync, which is that movie that's on YouTube, yes, our Corridor yes. channel. Uh, if you guys have never seen Sync, go check it out. Well, I don't doubt... Well, I kind of. A little kind bit. Of. I don't kind of. doubt that we but, will get to that point. Okay, sure, but so and then, okay, I'm yeah. Uh, 
So is that su- that's not super intelligence? It's though. not. It's it's this it's the step that happens about three seconds after that, where it becomes a mm-hmm. hundred thousand times smarter. But why is <laughs> that's what I mean? Why is it assumed that all of a sudden that happens three seconds after? Well, okay. So here's the couple. Where is that? Where does here's that? Some facts. Where does that philosophy here, come from? Here's some facts. Okay. So yeah. if you're able to create a general intelligence, okay, mm-hmm. basically, uh, just some comparisons. The brain's neurons max out at about two hundred hertz. Okay. So we're talking about speed here, mm-hmm. and this is the important factor. And brain's neurons are at about 200 hertz. Today's microprocessors can run at 2 gigahertz, basically. And that's 10 million times faster yeah. than the speed of our brain. So if we're able to create a thing that is an artificial intelligence, basically um, it can make 10 million decisions in the time it takes for us to make one. With the same kind of uh, creativity, intuition, problem-solving skills that a human brain would have. Obviously, it's based on the data sets that it's built off of and whatever. But, but like what we're talking about when we're talking about three seconds here is we're talking about a, just like if you have a decision-making device that's able to do things that it wants to do, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Something that if it's able to do things that it isn't directed to do but makes a decision to do. It will do many of them very, very, very quickly before we're able. Even we, we won't even be able to keep track and, and, of, of how fast. Sure. It's doing yeah, it. and the key idea there is that it'd be self-improving. I get that. Yes, I understand that. But why is there? Isn't that happening already? No, no. The way all these machine learning AI things we have going on, it's they're all directed at specific simple tasks, like Nico was saying. And they are not in the they're same. Tools. They're tools, basically, that we are using. We are instead of us holding the hammer and striking the nail, we're building a hammer that that we say head towards nails. It doesn't say <laughs> we don't say we don't. We're not building hammers that say head towards nails. And once you're done with that nail, just look around, see if there's anything <laughs> nail like. Heck, maybe maybe do just, something else. Become a screwdriver. Well, of become course. a screwdriver. <laughs> you know, like maybe you know who knows. But make make a whole tool set. But isn't there an inherent um like evolution in the course of all this that well i think the thing is like right now ai we call it ai artificial intelligence you get specific it's not necessarily artificial intelligence it's you know deep learning it's machine learning there's all, sure, different all these different names yeah it's not actually intelligence they're just tools they're literally just tools it's like i can build an ai that can recognize a person's face it's literally all I can do is go face right it's just a tool you know um, you just combine enough of those tools, and eventually they become more than their some of their parts. To a degree, yes. It's not just combining them. You need to. There's a, a a hardware structure to this, and you know a data structure to this, and a learning approach to this, where you can't just you know it's not necessarily just a combination. But basically, what we're getting at is at a certain point, you do get advanced enough where maybe you can make a general intelligence that can learn anything. It doesn't just learn how to recognize faces; it learns to do literally anything but when just rewinding a little bit here on the topic of ai government (laughs) um what i'm talking about with ai government i'm not talking about singularity or general intelligence i'm talking about looking at a lot of the massive data sets that our world is now generating surrounding issues that we're facing and the inability of people to comprehend them and make decisions on them in a functional way basically Mm -hmm. Right. You know, we have lots of easy ones you can pick out. You can talk about climate change. You could talk about abortion. You could talk about education resources. Crime rates. You can talk about crime rates. We're yeah. talking about all these things that are very specific, directed tasks 
that we're not talking about making a dystopian like slave universe. <laughs> we're talking about looking at these data sets and being able to make like just good decisions based off of them without a lot of the, you know, the it's human baggage the, with, that comes with that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so like imagine being able to look at your city and be like, Oh, it predicted that in uh, five years, this uh, neighborhood right here, the cost of housing is going to double. Okay. So now we can take some actions now to prevent that from happening. Like yeah. arguably that that is what AI and government's going to be for the next thirty years. Yeah, I mean that stuff. Even just simply that, you know, just like there's tools that people have right now, which are just like, all right, uh, we're 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 going to try and predict wildfires here. Mm-hmm. So I want to just study some like the movement of people in the area. I want to uh, follow some weather patterns, right. both long term, short term. So, the rate of smoking. The rate of smoke. <laughs> whatever. All the, all of this stuff to help accurately detect where the wild, wildfires will happen next. And that way, people then can use that data and actually do something about it yeah. rather than just sit on it and say, uh, hey, uh, uh, I'm sounding yeah. an alarm. Right. Alarm's going off. No that, one's listening. Okay, well, uh, let it all burn. That makes you know? sense. And, <laughs> and, and this, is, this, is, this is functionally really what I'm talking about when I raise this topic. Yeah. I'm not talking about like psychic overlord with a hood behind a curtain <laughs> that you just like type in like your name and your favorite food and then it like goes like, you will be a mason for the re- for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, I'm not. That's not. No, and, and what I'm that's a. About. I think yeah, that's. I I see that as all net positives. Board the train to the, sector the, four. Those tools. Those tools would be your useful. weekly allowance. Your what weekly allowance is one hundred and twenty eight shekels. <laughs> what I'm trying to understand is like there's there's a lot of like like Ren. You you had mentioned earlier in the conversation. You were like, well. It's all just inevitable. Um, and so what, I, what I'm trying to get at is, is, is there a realistic analysis that we can make of like perhaps what these intelligence tools can do versus all of a sudden passing this unknown tipping point where all of a sudden it, it is this dystopian, you will be to sector four. <laughs> you will be amazed Bold. in sector four. The train for yeah. sector is, four is, is there, leaving in five minutes. Is there minutes. any actual like <laughs> I could take a analysis of that? Well, or... When I say stuff's inevitable, there are a lot of assumptions going into that. You know, it's yeah. like assuming these things stay true as they are right now. <clears throat> so, so they're not. So it's not inevitable. Of course not. Okay, I just feel it is. Because it's just that's what like that's. I feel like every time I go on Reddit, that's like what I see. Well, it's, it's just... inevitable given given that things continue in the current direction. Do we continue to have the economic resources to contribute, you know, time and effort towards things like AI development and computer manufacturing? You know, it's like if for some reason that stopped, then, you know, obviously it becomes an impossibility. I think it's inevitable if we're talking about its, it's implementation. Inevitable if things continue on the current track. They are, you know, the, it's the, like, sector four Mason. No, 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 no. AI tools. I'm talking about oh. like, oh, like AI tools. Functional yeah. AI tools I, I, that's that a allow given. people to like understand. That's a given. The greater I think things. we're all in agreement yeah. on that. I was, I was thinking singularity where the point was like, it's, you're AI thinking, is so advanced, we don't know what'll happen. You're that doesn't necessarily sector four. mean. No, no, I'm saying it doesn't mean necessarily sector four. It's certainly a possibility. <laughs> sector four. <laughs> okay, so, so sector, sector four. So sector. You think sector four is an inevitable possibility? No, no, <laughs> no. Track, no. An inevitable po- we're, we're possibility. Talk, we're talking about three it's a things. Possible. An in- inevitability. Sector four is a possibility of a singularity. AI yes. government and the AI tools that we need to make informed decisions are not related to either We're of those. Do you want to know what another that. possibility is? Unless we implement paradise. it in the crime system. Yeah, paradise is a possibility. That, there's no such thing. 
Well, don't, think about it. Don't what be if, convinced. What if every single thing in your everything you've ever wanted? Why does this keep falling over? <laughs> yeah. um, what if everything you've ever wanted in life you can just have? Can I take you never this have one? to work for anything. You can just well, let me finish. Yeah, you can always just like. Oh, you want to have like a, a 10 day trip in the Bahamas for free? Sure. Like, like literally anything you've ever wanted, you can have uh, because an AI figured it out for you, like to make it happen. It's like, not to I'm, mention I'm, the painful I'm experiences really that awfully. make you appreciate the good ones. Well, like, I, literally I know, everything. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying this drives at the inherent, at the inherent human thing again, though. Well, we don't need to get into like, well, your definition of paradise isn't actually paradise. Like, no, that's no, not no. The, that's not what I'm getting into. Yeah. What I'm saying is like, as a human being, I, I I truly believe that like fundamentally, what makes you feel satisfied and happy and and eager to like take on what life has to bring towards you is a sense of self worth that is established through like taking on challenges. Yes. I, I heartily agree. And the AI would uh, acknowledge all of that. It would Everything. acknowledge all of Every that. Single... No, it would. Yeah, it would. I mean, I, I, That's this why is it's what a hyper-intelligent thing. This is yeah. what I'm saying. Like that the... second stage of that is the understanding that it's not just handing everything on a platter, but understands that people are people and there's a give and take. And so it's not just going to go like, I, oh, my the coolest book I've never heard of is not going to show up on my doorstep tomorrow because it's analyzed <laughs> my reading patterns. You know, it's going to understand that that's really going to take a lot of the fire out of like going to a bookstore and stumbling across a book and going, whoa, what the hell is this? I'm really interested. And then you take a look and like, I'm going to get this. This is sweet. Yeah. You know, like there's a certain like even small trivial challenges, quote unquote, like that lead to a certain satisfaction because then you go to someone's like, dude, look what I found. I found this. Right. This is crazy. I'm going to share it with you now. J. Theophrastus Bartholomew's <laughs> best games you can play in your head. Games you can play in your head. I, I haven't read it yet, but it looks incredible. But also, Available on Amazon. like the paradise thing I mentioned, isn't like I'm not necessarily arguing that that's what I would want either. I'm just saying that's also an inevitable, or sorry, a possible outcome of the singularity is that I mean, like it just takes control and it gives what it thinks everyone wants. Not necessarily a good thing. If I could spin this back away from these big futurology <laughs> discussions which are great yeah. by the way although the wait wait wait, wait. Well, before well, we do that like, one more thing because the bahama trip helmet, the bahama dude. trip is a great example <laughs> because we can actually contextualize this let's say it, you're like i want to spend 10 days in the bahamas and i don't want to plan it i don't want to deal with this just get me that ticket and this book it for me the ai doesn't just do that for you but it probably goes and rearranges your work schedule for the, like the, the month or two around it to make sure that you are still like being a productive person, you're still attending to your responsibilities. Okay. It just helps you Real sort quick, it out though. in a way that like it, it helps you allocate your time in an efficient way. So that way so you can, en you can enjoy your challenges and you can enjoy your payoff in a more right. streamlined way. That being said, there is the funny version of this where the AI goes, Oh wait, humans need this like weird, like tugging, like pole, push and pull in their lives. About that hold on. What? Uh -huh. I'm, on, I'm not we're on tangents. Uh, the pu <laughs> there's a push and pull, you know, that humans enjoy. So I could easily imagine there's a way that an AI is eventually just like getting so smart where it's like, look, there's this really easy way to manipulate people to feel like they're being challenged, but they're just basically being vegetables. <laughs> so we're going to like basically just go like, look, play this really hard video game for like an hour. Okay. And then you get to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this game sucks. Uh, and then like Bahamas. But what if you, <laughs> but it turns out That's the game. exactly how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And then the game would be actually a, a, like a training algorithm for the AI itself to get even so better. 
better. We're completely <laughs> glossing over the fact, like, you, you just yeah. brought up. Humans are incredibly, like, influenceable. What's what? Manipulative. Manipulatable. Manipulative. Manipulated? Manipulative. Manipulative. Or no, no mani- they're manipulated. manipulative and, and manipulated. 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 Right. I just want to spin this back here. Manipulated. So in reality, in reality here, guys, no more imagination land and the right. Bahamas trips to the hard video games <laughs> 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 to make you feel rewarded. I um, just can't beat this level. I guess I'm not going to be able to go feels so Bahamas good, but I'm done. All right. <laughs> we got I just can't wait to be left, done with guys. this video game and go to the Bahamas. <laughs> I'm going to savor it so much more because of this. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, that's a great analogy. But um, in reality... What it's going to be, it's going to be mean more efficiency for the government, right? In reality, it's going to be your arrest rates go up, your crime rates go up, your, you know, not crime rates, your, you know, your handling of crime gets better, your budget allocation gets better, the decisions get more accurate, yeah, overall, et cetera. your crime rates goes down over time. Yeah, your crime rate goes yeah. down. And the question becomes, do we want that kind of efficiency in our government? <sighs> yeah. Do we want the government to be perfect? If the tools don't get in the way of the fundamental human rights things, then I think that that it would serve a good purpose. I think I would I would be sad to lose a little bit of that wild west. I'm a I'm a mischief mischief maker. Me too. I love mischief. Sometimes the legality of that mischief is a bit of a gray area. Ooh, you're a real bad boy. We've <laughs> <laughs> got a bad boy. Put this boy know, in jail. <laughs> I like the fact that I can just like, uh, I, I can take that risk and and it it's worked out so far. Well I love that so sometimes far. I can just cover my face and go and firebomb a few buildings downtown. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, I'm trying you know to be what? careful with I, 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 just really, I don't want to just imply that I, I like to break the law, no, I, which is I not the saying. case. I mean, part of life is skirting the law sometimes. You speed a little bit on the road sometimes. Exactly. You know, it's like also, you trespass once in a while. You kill a person out in the middle of nowhere and yeah, no, no one notices. saw it, but it's still illegal. Well, I'm just saying. That's what international waters are for, guys. <laughs> you know, it's like, for instance, we like to go on one wheel rides in Griffith Park after the park is closed down. Technically, that is not allowed. Yeah. I don't know if illegal is the so right word. So what would the AI do to it? We would just basically it would turn off our one wheels. A hundred just no, autonomous I, drones would fly out of the bunker and come surround it, us. And, it would be and, checking the GPS on your phones and yeah, going, oh, people it, aren't it, supposed to the be ranger there. And, and it would send know. an automatic call saying there's three people trespassing. E- even yeah, if I don't give it like, the rights to check my GPS, which is totally and a thing And then they'll you put do. you on the train car to Sector 4 to the yeah. slave <laughs> camp. Like, literally, literally, the AI, it doesn't even need to look at my GPS. It just knows my habits enough from just the rest of life that I interact with where I can't control that information. Like, I can control my phone. I can't control my friend's phone, or I can't control, you know, a camera that sees my car drive by. We don't want that. I don't think. Yeah, but we're well, already getting there. I know yeah. that that we're that's one of those things where we're, we're actually we're at, at the right point now. where yeah. we need to ask. This is this is great. This is because this is ending on a practical note. We're at the point where we we need to ask the question of whether, and this is already being asked, but whether companies that are developing these tools—Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon. Whether or not that's no that's no longer something that should be considered like part of private enterprise, as if as in like it 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 is, can so substantially affect the rights of 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 the public, because formerly before the modern technical era tech the technological age we had like tools in place within the laws to sort of prevent things like this from happening, but. We're in this weird gray area where the law hasn't caught up mm-hmm. with the tools that the technology companies are developing, and now they're having such a massive effect on 
individual lives. We basically have the morphine drip of entertainment well, going where everybody's like, Ugh. sure, yeah. sure, sure. But, 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 but <laughs> through this it, podcast, it's like, what's the threshold? What's the threshold here? So like one wheeling in Griffith Park when the, when the hours it's after hours and you're not supposed to be there and you're quote unquote trespassing now. Rebel boys. Okay, so, so, you're, so very bad boys. So, okay, so we're trying to figure out the threshold here. So let's say we are dealing with an AI that basically tries to tra- track crime and figure things out. Is the AI's goal to track all crime is it to track specific types of crime is it is it because it's not possible until you have the ai bots that can actually go out and deal with stuff until that happens fringe crime is still going to be totally easy to do and get away with and no one's going to worry about it because ultimately human counterparts are going to have to stop you or confront you okay but but let's say this ai still is tracking the movements and knows illegal stuff's going on so how many people now now there's two groups of there's a rival gang of one wheelers there oh okay is is it nonsense we're all friends all right no no now there's three now there's four now there's people having a picnic after hours there's a threshold in which there's a point of no return here of, mm-hmm. of like now we are getting to a point where the amount of people coming after hours is is basically screwing with the upkeep of the park because they're not able to keep up with the fact that all these people are basically either breaking in or the things they're leaving behind or things things that are yeah. basically going against why the rules were set up in the first place yeah. they don't want to have this happening so you look at once again big picture stuff you do like a climate change thing whether it's you know like whatever direction this is heading in it, there's a threshold in which you have to actually start doing something about it because the rules aren't necessarily they, they're there for a reason yeah where is it justified to spend your resources on this because it's costing you more resources than it will spend and exactly and that type of wild west freedom isn't yeah an ai is not going to look at that and say you know what those random guys just having a scoot around. We need to allocate more resources to stopping them because they're that's yeah. not they're not causing an issue. And the, re, the like the whole point of this AI discussion is to realize that these AIs aren't there for those those fringe issues. And yeah, maybe that stuff comes up here and there, but it happens in real life too. You bump into a park range and you get kicked out. Oh no, fringe <laughs> fringe issue. You know, it's an exception. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I guess what you're saying, like, it still kind of boils back to like, it's just a tool. It's there to optimize. Just the kind of the question becomes, can you optimize too far where you lose the chaos and the entropy in the Wild West that can lead to good things? Well, yeah, and, right. If it optimizes, it optimizes. Like, hey, yo, park ranger, just go to uh, the park at 9 p.m. for five minutes because you'll probably run into them. You won't waste any time. Just drive by. If you see them, get them. If not, try it again uh, exactly like. Seven days from now. Next time, <laughs> next time on the and podcast, and one hour earlier, you know. <laughs> next so time, it on will the po- optimize them. <laughs> next time on the podcast, we discuss the rights of AI and the fringe, and perhaps we'll get more into the discussion of where A- we're leaving off right here. AI handcuffs. AI handcuffs. <laughs> what about artificial? Unintelligence. Oh. <laughs> what? It's right. It's secretly smart, but artificially. No, but dumb. maybe we should talk about that next time. Is is um? Well, see, that's it, how you make an AI. Is where see, really it, smart, and then you go like, we're gonna have to dumb this boy down. Boop, 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 boop. And you hit a few buttons, and it's like power level one. <laughs> it's like routing train two sector. <laughs> sector six. It's like no. We'll see you next time. We'll see you guys in sector four. <laughs> we'll be with the stone masons. <laughs> Where everybody's a mason and gets 124 shekels a day. Yes. Oh, gosh. Right. Thanks for watching. Bye. <laughs>